1: Once Upon a Time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Hauser, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away and will bring you back safely. Do you know what's worse than a bad day? I'll tell you, several bad days in a row. For no apparent reason, I had one of those unlucky streaks a little while ago. Nothing seemed to go right, even the clocks appeared to be going the wrong direction. It all started one morning, when I stepped on a pointy hairpin right after getting out of bed. Whimpering, I limped to the bathroom. Or I had to take a shower without my usual morning tunes because my phone just wouldn't connect to my boombox, even after trying for so long that I ended up missing my bus to work. And when I got caught in a spell of rain on the terrace of our canteen at lunchtime, my spirit was definitely very dampened. I could really use a rainbow right now. I mumbled as I carried my tray across the terrace, careful not to fall on the slippery ground. A rainbow, a glimmer of hope, a shimmer of brightness. And there it was, in a puddle by my feet, a rainbow was gleaming. Taken by surprise, I looked up into the sky, but the sky was still cloudy and grey, the rainbow was only in the puddle on the ground. The first teller for this episode is Anne Shimojima. Anne tells folktales from around the world and stories from her Japanese heritage, reminding us that to be human is to travel the most fascinating journey of all. She says that stories help us find our place in the world today, and she has released a new CD called Sakura Tales Stories from Japan, and this is her sharing the story of luck from heaven and earth.
2: In Japan, the biggest holiday of the year is New Year's. It is a very important holiday. You should clean your house from top to bottom. You should have all your debts paid off. You eat special New Year's food. And the first dream that you have is very important, for it can reveal to you what your year will be like. So, everyone wants to have a good and prosperous dream at the start of the new year. Well, once there were two men who were neighbors. One was an honest man, and one was a greedy man. One day, just before the start of the new year, they saw each other by the side of the road and began to talk about the coming year. They agreed to meet right after the new year and tell each other about their dreams. A few days later, They met on the road again. The honest man said, I had a very good dream last night. I dreamt that luck came to me from heaven. The greedy man said, That's strange. I had a dream too, but in my dream luck came to me from the earth. Well, said the honest man, we'll just have to see what happens. Only a few days later, the honest man was digging in his field when his shovel hit something hard. He kept on digging, and to his surprise, he uncovered a jar buried in the dirt. When he opened the jar, he couldn't believe his eyes. It was filled with gold and silver coins. He thought, this must be the luck from the earth for my neighbor. He buried the jar again, covering it up carefully so no one else would find it accidentally, and he ran over to his neighbor's house. Your luck has come, he said. It's in my field and he told his neighbor exactly where to find it. The greedy man couldn't wait to get to the field and dig up the jar. But when he opened it, what did he see but a pile of writhing, hissing snakes? He flew into a rage. My neighbor thinks he can play a trick on me. He thinks this is funny. Well, I'll show him. He took the jar home and waited until nightfall. When it was dark, He snuck over to the honest man's house with the jar and a ladder. He leaned the ladder against the house and climbed up to the roof. He could see down through the chimney. There was the honest man and his wife sitting at the table eating their supper. Ha! Here is your joke, he cried, and he took the lid off the jar, turned it over, and shook the contents into the chimney. The honest man heard a noise from above, and he looked up at the chimney just in time to see a shower of gold and silver coins come cascading down. Look, he cried, here is our luck from heaven. And so it was that his was the dream that came true, and he and his wife lived happily from that day.
1: The fairy tale sponsor for this episode is If the Shoe Fits Cinderella's Delicate Footwear. Whether it be for a royal ball, wedding or graduation, you'll always steal the show with a glass slipper from Cinderella's Delicate Footwear. Crafted by the masters of the trade with the most exquisite premium quality crystal, Cinderella's Delicate Footwear offers fits for all kinds of footings. From ordinary human feet to hooves, claws and paws, everyone will find a suitable pair, whether they are looking for the traditional stiletto style, punk rock boots or hiking models. For the perfect fit, our fairy godmother offers complimentary no-blister gel pads, and for a small charge you can purchase no-slip stockings. For another small charge we offer insurance for a loss in case you should lose one of your shoes and not have it returned. If the shoe fits, Cinderella's delicate footwear. This episode is also brought to you by our wonderful patrons Jeff with Brody and Pascal. Not only are they generous supporters of the arts, they also have a magical ability. Jeff always finds the right words to say, no matter how awkward the situation. He finds them written across people's foreheads, dangling from trees or in the reflection of shop windows, and sometimes he can even taste them on his lips. Brody and Pascal have a similar talent. They can finish the sentences of other people, which, depending on the situation, can be hilarious or uncanny or both at the same time but always immensely entertaining. I quite envy them for their talents. Help us reach our goal and become a patron today. If you sign up now, you'll get a postcard featuring one of the delightful fairy tale sponsor images and a lovely message from Rachel Anne this month. I can't wait for mine. Become a member of the patron team by going to patreon.com forward slash storystorypodcast or storystorypodcast.com. A sweet thank you to all the patrons who make this podcast possible. You are the fleur de sel on our caramel chocolate. Thanks to the rain, I appeared to my next meeting looking like a drowned rat. But I cared little less because of the rainbow I had seen. And those rainbows kept appearing all over the place. In my pocket mirror as I picked at a sneaky bit of salad from between my teeth after the meeting. In my water glass at the restaurant in the evening when I managed to get tomato sauce all over my shirt. In a shop window the next day as I realized the clerk had given me too little change and in a cloud in front of the moon, as I was unable to fall asleep the next night. They were everywhere, shining, shimmering, gleaming. And of course, what goes down will come up again. The unlucky streak passed, and so did the rainbows, but I didn't really mind. They had woven their magic when I needed it, and I trust that if I am ever in such a situation again, They will appear once more and remind me that no matter how bleak a situation might be, there is always hope and something beautiful to be found. This is just what rainbows do for me. And what would you, dear listener, look for when you are feeling low? Baby cats? Lucky coins? Or perhaps singing birds? I'd love to hear from you. The second teller for this episode is Mo Reynolds, storyteller, speaker, and educator. Her audience loves Mo's warmth, relatability, and the way she crafts her stories into tight narratives with vivid embodiment of characters, and she herself describes herself as a joyful wordsmith. Based in Montana, Mo leads storytelling workshops and gives keynotes at conferences, camps, and retreats. She wants to craft story experiences that help people see their own stories and those of others. And this is her telling a story of luck called Will See. There was a
0: father, and the father had a son. The father had also had a wife, but she died long before this story began. Now this father and this son lived on the outskirts of a small village in the mountains of China. And they were known in this small village and in all the land round about for their racehorses. They raised and trained beautiful, sleek, fast racehorses. Now the son helped the father. He built the fences. He trained the horses. He fed the horses. He helped to farm and to cook and to plow. And they made a very good team. Now, they owned one horse that was especially famous in the village and in all the lands round about. He was this beautiful black stallion. He was strong, he was sleek, he was fast, and he was famous. Everyone knew about this stallion, and he was incredible. Well, one day, while the young son was out brushing the stallion, the stallion looked up. His ears were perked. He heard something. Was the thundering of hoofs, and there was a group of wild horses led in the front by a beautiful wild mare. Well, the stallion reared back, jumped over the fence, and could not be stopped by the young man. He was gone, run away after the pack of wild horses. Well, word spread to the little village. And they all came up and they brought food and hugs and comfort. We're so sorry for your loss. What a tragedy to lose that amazing stallion. What terrible luck, they all said. Well, the old man stood in his doorway and he thanked them. But he also shrugged his shoulders and said, We'll see. Who knows if this is bad luck? And his friends from the village said, what do you mean, we'll see? What do you mean, who knows? Of course this is bad luck. Your best stallion has run off. How could this be anything but bad luck? The man shrugged his shoulders again. We'll see. And the villagers all shook their heads and said goodbye, saying to themselves, what is wrong with that man? Well, some time passed. And they kept trading and racehorses and selling them and plowing and fixing fences and working. When one day, the young man was out repairing a fence when he heard hoofbeats coming towards him. And it was the horse. His stallion had returned and he was not alone. He had brought with him that mare, that beautiful, sleek mare, who was almost as fast as he was. And he had brought her back with him. Well, the young man led them both inside the corral. And the mayor made it quite clear that she was fine staying there for a while. Well, word once again spread to the village. And the villagers once again came. But this time, they were bringing food and congratulatory cheers. They clapped the man on the back. What good fortune, they said. It's a miracle. It's a blessing from above. What good luck you have. And the old man thanked them and smiled and shrugged and said, mm, Who knows? Who knows if this is good luck? What do you mean if this is good luck? The villagers said, how could this be anything but good luck? You have this champion stallion. Now you have this beautiful mare. You'll make even more racehorses. You'll make even more money. How could this be anything but good luck? And the man once again shrugged and said, mm we'll see the villagers walked away shaking their heads at this man and his logic well time passed and this mare was beautiful and she was fast in fact the son loved to ride her a little bit more than he loved to ride the stallion and so he would ride her fast and she especially loved to jump And one day, he took the mare, riding over the countryside, and there was a low stone wall, and he galloped towards it without even slowing down, and he leapt over the wall. But then a snake slithered out from the bushes, and it spooked the mare. She flipped to her side, and they rolled over. Well, the young man was badly hurt. The mare ran back to the home, and neighed and whinnied, and the father knew something was wrong he jumped on the back of the stallion and they followed the mare and they found his son and he was alive but he was cut and bleeding and his leg it was mangled it was broken and bent in all of these ways that legs are not supposed to go and it was very sad well the father was worried about his son but so grateful he was alive He gingerly picked him up and and held him in his arms as they made their way back to their home. He laid him on the bed and then raced on the stallion down to the village to grab the doctor and the doctor came up. And the doctor bandaged as best he could, but the the leg was broken in too many places. And he turned to the father and he said, I'm not sure if he'll ever walk again, but he certainly won't ride and he won't be able to work very hard. He'll be on a cane for the rest of his life. I've done the best I can. Well, the villagers had heard about the accident, had seen the doctor go. And in a few days, they came back up. And they brought food and comfort. And they shook their heads. And they hugged the man. And they said, we're so sorry. We're so sorry for your terrible luck. Your only son, maimed. We're so sorry. What? awful luck. And I bet you can guess what the old man said. He shrugged his shoulders, he smiled, and he said, thank you. But who knows if this is bad luck? We'll see. Now the villagers, it was all they could do. What do you mean? How could this be anything but terrible luck? Your son, your only son, is broken. He won't ride again. He won't break horses in for you again. He can't fix fences for you. You're old, and now your son is broken. How could this be anything but terrible luck? And the old man smiled and shrugged and said, We'll see. The villagers shook their head, rolled their eyes, and walked away marveling at this crazy old man. How could that be anything but bad luck? Well, China was facing bigger problems than broken legs. Invaders were coming. And so the young men had to go to war. A letter came from the emperor. Every family must send their sons to war. The generals would round, go round the country, gathering the young men from the families to go and fight for China. It came time for that small village. The general came and one by one, mothers wept and kissed their boys. Fathers hugged their sons, trying not to cry. And they said farewell to their sons going off to war. And then the general led the procession out of town. And the last stop was the old man's house. Well, by now, the young man had healed somewhat. He could get around on a cane, and he could pound some nails. He couldn't ride any horses, but he was of use, and he could walk, and he could bow. And when the general came, there he was, standing proudly, and he bowed. And the general looked at him, and he looked at his leg, and he looked back at all the other young men, and he said, You can't come. You won't be able to keep up with all of these other young men. You stay home. Take care of your father. And so as all of the rest of the villagers came up behind the procession and watched their sons go to war, they looked at this old man and his son with his broken leg and they started to say, What wonderful luck! And the man simply shrugged and said, We'll see. Because we never know if something is good luck or bad luck. Or perhaps a mix of both.
1: Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show the love. Find Anne Shimojima at anshimojima.com and Mo Reynolds at MoReynolds.com. Tell them you heard them on the podcast and now want to hear them tell more stories. We are still in strange times for performing artists, but the opportunities to connect with the magic of live storytelling are abundant. Go find your favorite tellers on the podcast and discover what they can bring to your home. Did you know that you can connect with the podcast and see the fairy tale sponsor ads on Facebook or Instagram at StoryStoryPodcast? You can also connect with me at isabelhauser.com. And while you are there... Let us know the favourite story you have heard, or the favourite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you will hear them here soon. The Beautiful Brains was myself, and the inspiration for the true fairy tale was my love for rainbows, and a couple bad days that I had over the course of the past weeks. The music is by Poddington Bear. This podcast is made possible by patrons like you consider becoming a patron or joining the mailing list to get podcast goodies or writing a review on Apple Podcasts, which helps other story lovers find and enjoy the show. You will hear more stories next week. But until then, live happily ever after. Mary-Kate opened up the door, and there on the doorstep, wrapped in his own blanket, he was her baby day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake on a clear day, when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music from the royal court. (music) Bye. <music>